There is One by Gutman Locks. 132. Consider, the rabbi from Berkeley received an urgent message from the Rebbe's office. He was to travel to a small town in Northern California and go to a certain motel. There he would find a young Jewish girl in the process of eloping with a Gentile. His job was to stop her. No easy task with someone you know, let alone a complete stranger. But the Rebbe said to go, so off it was. It was Friday morning, but he calculated that he could be there within an hour or two and spend a few hours with her and then back to time for Shabbos. On the drive north, he rehearsed what he was going to say. First, he was going to impress upon her that her family has been Jewish for 4,000 years. If that didn't work, then he was going to talk about Jewish genes and how we Jews are like we are because we marry other Jews and about our culture in Israel and how important it is for the Jewish people to survive and how statistics show that the children of mixed marriages follow the religion of the father. As he added to his list of things to say, he became a little more comfortable with the job ahead. The drive took longer than he thought, but he arrived in plenty of time to do what he had to do. He found the motel easily, as there were only two in the entire town, and soon he was standing at the door. One last swallow, a little prayer, and then he knocked. The door opened to a tall, handsome Gentile. May I speak with Rachel? The man was startled. Who are you? I'm a friend of Rachel's family, and they asked me to talk with her. He let the rabbi in and called to Rachel that a friend of her family had come. Her moan upon hearing the news sent a wave of pessimism through him. She stood up and quickly sized up the rabbi. I know, my family hired you to come take me away from my kidnapper, right? No. Come on, you might as well tell the truth because I'm going to find out soon enough. Look, I'm a messenger of the Rebbe in New York. He told me to come here and talk to a young Jewish girl who's about to marry a non-Jew and explain to her what the disadvantages of such an arrangement are. I've already heard them, thank you, she said, as she motioned him to the door. The Gentile objected, but he's come a long way. We should at least listen to what he has to say. With that over, they could sit down and he could begin his attempt to carry out the Rebbe's directive. He tried everything he had rehearsed, but nothing made a dent. He spoke, prodded, and explained in questions, all to no avail. He was about to give up when he realized that the day had slipped by, and he would not be able to make it back to Berkeley in time for Shabbos. He decided to take the room next to them and make Shabbos there. He ran out and bought whatever he could find and prepared as best he could for what was going to be a long 24 hours. They spent most of the Saturday together, but he was unable to break through the walls she put between them. The Gentile did become interested and began to ask questions, but she was determined to marry the man she loved. Shabbos passed, and he saw that he had gotten nowhere. Just before saying goodbye, he said the Havdalah service with them watching, the blessing on the wine, the fragrant spice, the torch of candles, and then it was goodbye. As he stood exhausted and somewhat depressed, he said, Well, I guess it's time to go. All of a sudden she stood up and said, Wait, I'm going with you. He was dumbfounded. 
but did not dare to say anything, as he was afraid she might just as quickly change their mind back again. He waited until they were on the freeway speeding along before he risked speaking. Finally, he had to ask, I'm really happy that you're coming with me, but I have to ask, what happened? You said no to everything I said all day, and then all of a sudden, you jumped up and said, wait. She began with a smile. It was the first bit of kindness she showed him. He could see that she was even younger than he had thought. When I was a very little girl, my grandfather used to tell me a story from a long time ago. He said that he went to visit a very great Rebbe who told him that someday someone in our family was going to need help and that someone would come to the rescue. He would give a certain sign and that whatever happened, we had to go with that person. But all night and all day, I tried to convince you, the rabbi said, and all you said was no. What did I say that made you change your mind? It wasn't anything you said. I've heard all that before. But my grandfather told us that if we ever needed help and a man came to help and lighted a torch or put two lighted candles together to make a torch, we had to go with that person. There is one dot com.